No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalms 19 and 20 where David celebrates God's revelation in the heavens and in his word. Then he rejoices in God's strong salvation for his anointed. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Today we come to two Psalms that are personally meaningful to me and they've made a big impact on others. Concerning Psalm 19, C.S. Lewis wrote, I take this to be the greatest poem in the Psalms and one of the greatest lyrics in the world. In this masterpiece, David celebrates God's revelation in creation, in the Word, and then in the human heart. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. So David looks at the heavens, and speaking of the heavens is the outer space, the universe, but also the firmament, which is the atmosphere. And he says it declares the glory of God. It's showing forth his handiwork every single day. It's speaking out, and every night it's revealing knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Now, I just had a conversation with a good friend of mine today, uh, Pastor Niku in Romania. And you know that the same heavens, the same stars that he looks at, the same sun that's in the sky, you know, it doesn't matter what your language is. It speaks of God's glory and his amazing, marvelous creation. It speaks to everybody in every language. And that's what David is saying here. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So the line speaks of the measuring line. It's interesting that when God created the heavens and the earth and he put the stars and the moon and the sun there in the, in the, the you know, universe, it says that they were there to mark out seasons. And so the line of their, of their measuring line has gone throughout the earth. We all mark the same days and seasons and years and so forth. In them, he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. Interesting, great picturesque language here that David uses. He's a poet, right? And so he says, every day when the sun rises, it's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. Imagine that, just the joy, the anticipation. He's adorned for his bride, you know, and David is saying that's what the sun is like. And, and he re- it rejoices like a strong man to run its race. So it's like a runner, an athlete, an Olympic runner, as it runs across the sky, you know, it's rising from one end of the heaven to the other, and there's nothing hidden from its heat. Again, just the, the glory of God that is revealed every single day, the sun comes up and it sets uh, with such power. So that's the glory of God in the heavens. Then David now moves into the, the revelation in God's word. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, 
making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Now, this section holds great personal meaning for me because when I was in junior high school, I went to a church camp in the summer and learned these verses in a song. And I recall just being very impressed with the words. Of course, you know, David knew what he was talking about here, but you also see just the amazing love that David had for the word of God. He delighted in it. So let's look at this again. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. This law that God gave is absolutely perfect. But the thing about it is, is that when God gave it to man, it convicts us of our sins because it shows us what God's righteousness looks like. And we realize we don't measure up and it converts the soul because we realize that we need a savior because I know I'm a lawbreaker. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The testimony is another word for the Ten Commandments, and it makes the simple wise. Now, when we talk about the simple, we're not talking about people who are mentally deficient or just so naive that they believe everything that comes down the pike. We're talking about people who have a childlike faith in God, and so for them who trust in the Lord, the Word gives them wisdom. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Statutes here speaks of the more practical parts of the law. We see like, for example, in Leviticus where they were given instructions concerning infectious diseases or what foods would be clean or unclean to them and how to you know, remain clean. These things rejoice the heart. Why? Because it's good to know the right thing to do and you know when you're doing what's right, and you can rest in that, you know you're safe, and so they rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Again, knowing what God is telling you to do gives you light in the darkness. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. I think that perhaps this is something the church has lost, the modern church, which is the fear of the Lord, which is the hatred of evil. We become very tolerant of evil, but the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. And so when you fear God and you hate evil, that's clean, okay? (laughs) Because it keeps you from uncleanness. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. God is always giving just judgments, fair. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, then much fine gold. Now, David knew what he was talking about here because he was very wealthy. God had given him much gold, but he said, look, the law of of God is better than gold and sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Again, David had lots of food as king, uh, but he said, this is better than that. Moreover, by them, your servant is warned and in keeping them, there is great reward. And so then he comes to the revelation of God in his own heart. Verse 12, who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Now, here's our big problem. We have 
microscopic vision when it comes to looking at the errors in other people, their faults. We can see them, no problem. We have blinders on when it comes to seeing our own. And so we need the law of God. It is a mirror to us to help us see ourselves the way we really are and to search our hearts. And so David says, look, who can understand his errors? Now, the problem is if you don't deal with your errors, then they become greater, okay? So then he says, cleanse me from secret faults. So I need to see my secret faults and I need you to cleanse me from those. And then also, if you don't deal with the secret faults, and guess what? They become presumptuous sins. So he says, keep back your servant also from these presumptuous sins so that they don't have dominion over me. And the problem is, is that if you don't deal with these things, they become worse and worse, and then they become a life-dominating problem. As Jesus said, whoever sins is a slave to sin. So you want to deal with sin early on, like you want to pluck out a weed when it's only like a half inch tall. If you just let it go, it becomes this huge problem. And that's the way sin is in your life. But the word is that which helps us to see it and deal with it. As it says there in Hebrews 4.12, that the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, and exposes the innermost thoughts and desires of the heart. So he says, if I do this, then I will be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. It starts in the meditation of our heart. It's what we're thinking about. And then it comes out of the mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But David says, look, both my meditation and the words coming from my mouth, Lord, may they be acceptable in your sight. For Lord, you're my strength and you are my redeemer. Psalm 19, great psalm. Now, Psalm 20 is a song for soldiers going into battle. As with Psalm 19, this has a personal meaning for me. Shortly after we moved from Sacramento to Boise in 1994, we were financially strapped and struggling to get the church off the ground. And one day, my pastor, Louis Neely from Sacramento, called me and he told me that the Lord spoke to him to share this Psalm 20 with me, and it has brought much comfort and encouragement to me over the years. But as I said, imagine the soldiers of David saying this Psalm to David, uh, singing it to him as they go out into battle. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice, Selah, which means stop, think about it. So here, you know, they're saying, David, may God answer you. In the day of trouble, as you go to battle, and may he defend you out there in the battlefield and even give you help from the sanctuary, the the tabernacle, and out of Zion, which was the city of David. And may God remember your offerings, David. He's seen what you have offered to him, and may they be acceptable. The thing about offerings to God is that they had to come from a pure heart. You couldn't just be giving him praises with your lips when your heart was far from him. And the offerings that you gave had to be unblemished uh, or else they would not be accepted. So they're saying, David, may your offerings be acceptable to God because they come from a right heart and they are unblemished and that God may then answer your prayers. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. 
We will rejoice in your salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. Now, we know that the Lord, Yahweh, is our banner. That's Yahweh Nisi. The Lord is our banner. So we're going to set up his name before us, you see. And may the Lord fulfill all your petitions, David. Everything you've prayed, may God give to you as you've prayed it. Now, I know the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. David had that confidence that because he was the anointed of the Lord, God had anointed him king and told him to go out into battle and fight these battles that God was going to be with him and grant to him victory. But it would be the Lord who would save him with the strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. The chariots, the horses were the ultimate weapon of the day for the world. But David is saying, we're not going to trust in that. Rather, we're trusting in the name or the character of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen. That is the the enemies, the people of the world. But we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the king answer us when we call. And this is this cry to the Lord, save us as we go out and may the king, the king is capitalized here, meaning that the translators believe it's referring to King Jesus, the Messiah. And so you have David praying here that the king, the Messiah would answer them when they call. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll move forward with Psalm 21, where David rejoices in God's strength and salvation shown to him as the anointed king of Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.